0: Amen. I'm so glad that you've tuned in with us today. I'm so excited that you are joining us today online, or you may be listening to our our podcast, or you may be watching on Facebook throughout the week. However you are watching or listening today, I just want to say welcome, and I just want you to know that I thank you for taking some time out of your uh, very busy schedule, and um some have chaotic schedules but whatever your schedule may be i just thank you i just thank you for taking a little time uh, from your day just to join us for worship and the word today if you have your word i hope you get your word out today and first we're going to go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 today and we're going in acts chapter 2 today also so 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and acts chapter 2 we've been talking about the holy spirit and we're going there again today I hope this word has been touching you and stretching you and blessing your heart and your home today. I have an announcement for you. I don't know if maybe you have heard or you haven't heard, but next Sunday uh, on May the 31st, May the 31st, we are opening up our doors again so you can be in service with us right here at Legacy Church. And it's such a special day because, yes, we're opening up the doors after, I believe, uh, 10 or 11 weeks. I've lost count now, but uh, we're opening up the doors again. But it's also Pentecost Sunday. And it's the day that we take and we remember 50 days after the resurrection that we remember when God sent his spirit down to earth. And it was also the birthing point of the church of today. And what better day to open up our doors and get back into his presence than the day that, rem- that we remember when the Holy Spirit descended to earth and fell on planet earth and ignited a fire on earth and the church was birthed. And I believe that on May the 31st, God's about to birth something right here new. Amen? Amen. So I just, I just want to go ahead and tell you, I was in a meeting with some, with some great uh, they're really apostles, generals of the faith. I was on a Zoom call with these people. And I just wanted to, it, it, it touched my heart, so I just wanted to share it with you. The man said, look, he said, if your people are coming back and they, and they are excited about coming back to what was in March, they're coming back for the wrong reason. Because if you're coming back to experience what was, you're actually living in a state of nostalgia. But no, no, you don't understand. God doesn't want his people back in the church so they can experience what was. God wants his people back in the church to experience what can be and what he has for them in the future. And we've been talking about this this these last few weeks about things that has not even entered into into us. It, eye has not seen, ear has not, not heard, or it's not even entered into the heart of man yet what God can do. So I want you come expecting. Don't come expecting what was, but come expecting something new. Amen. So next Sunday, May the 31st, we're opening up our doors and I want Want you to be here with us. And tomorrow, May the 25th, we are opening up registration on our website. You can go there. You can reserve seats for you and your family because, as you know, we will be observing uh, the CDC rules and we're doing everything we can uh, to cooperate with our state and with our governor. So uh, we will be enforcing the six feet uh, distancing rule. So when, uh, we are training our people. Uh, our people have been trained and they're ready to go our cleaning crews are ready to go every every week our campus inside is being fogged every week every seat every doorknob we are actually having staff members during service before during and after every service cleaning our restrooms and all touchable uh, surfaces so we are doing everything that we can uh, to to our our priority is going to be safety so your priority can be Jesus So we're doing everything that we can for you to experience the Lord here. So remember, next Sunday, you need to RSVP on our website. Uh, We will have one service at 9 o'clock. If RSVP and, and, and uh, reservations fill up for that service, we will open up our 11 o'clock service. So get it uh, while we still have space, okay? So uh, tomorrow, the 25th, be sure you get online and you register for you and your family because uh, we can't wait. I'm excited if you can't tell. So uh, I've already got a word for you, so I'm really excited, so I can't wait till next Sunday. But I'm glad you're here this Sunday, and I've got another word for you today. And uh, we're going to start in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verses 12 through 13. It says, Now we have received not the Spirit of this world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Acts 2 verses 1 through 4 reads, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared uh, uh, upon them cloven tongues as of fire, and it sat upon each one of them. And in verse 4, And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit these last two weeks. And I'm picking up right where we left off last week. About the Holy Spirit last week, we really started looking at drawing some lines and kind of exposing some of the quote secrets and, and, and the mysteries things that people really can't understand about the spirit and as I was studying for this message today, I really kind of found it humorous as I was looking over statistics somewhat. Amazing and hilarious that that we Americans, we will spend millions of dollars. You ready? We will spend millions of dollars to watch scary movies. We will spend millions of dollars to watch a chair fly across a room. Some of you have seen the movies, some of these paranormal activities going on where a chair just throws itself against the wall. We'll spend millions of dollars. We want to tune into Long Island Medium on TLC. Don't be hiding in shame. I know that's you out there. We want somebody to, to, to tell us our future. We want to read a horoscope. We want somebody to connect with our dead relative because because they are stuck in between realms between the living and the dead and they've not crossed over yet and we want somebody to enter to intercede with with their spirit and tell us what they are experiencing. We spend millions of dollars on these freaky things, okay? On these crazy things, we will do all of these things and and to be even more particular about it, Christians will do these things, but. You we freak out when we talk about the Holy Spirit. We freak out. we, we like, I don't know. You know I believe in God the Father, I believe in the Son, but this Holy Spirit thing it's a little it's a little it's a little too mysterious for me. It's a little too it's a little too eerie or freaky and we freak out about uh, about something that God has given us to strengthen us and, and and to empower us and we freak out when someone begins to teach on a gift that God has given to us like the gift of of speaking in another language of the spirit. And now like no time in history the church has become one of those organizations somebody help me preach today That it's like the church has become an organization that is walking on eggshells and all of a sudden we are trying to accept every everything because because we want to be politically correct and before you know it it's like the church is walking on eggshells has anybody seen this nuance it's like we're walking on eggshells and we're trying to be politically correct and we're trying to be relevant and 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 sometimes when 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 we are trying to be relevant we are actually forsaking our beliefs and convictions can someone say amen today and all of a sudden we are doing our best to be relevant and we're doing our best to accept that lifestyle and 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 be accepting of this lifestyle and and we're trying to be relevant and approachable and understandable and all of a sudden oh somebody help me preach today it's like we stopped serving God but started serving man. Mm. Our services now are catered more to man uh, and, 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 to, and to women than it is to God, than it is to the Holy Spirit. We've got to watch the clock, and we've got to have coffee, and we've got to have water, and we've, got to, and we've got to have this certain type of creamer. And all of a sudden, it's like we have forsaken our beliefs for the relevancy, and now it's almost like in the church, it's almost like we are now serving man than we are serving God. The Lord. Amen. And just to clarify to you today, if you're watching, the Holy Spirit is one of the most relevant topics in this world that you can be preaching about. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is everywhere. Why? Because anybody can, can, can get in touch with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is one of the most relevant topics that you can preach about. If you want to be relevant, teach about the Holy Spirit. If you want to speak on topics that encourage and empower you, your people. Speak about the Holy Spirit. If you want to speak on things that can help your audience or the people that are listening to your words uh, gauge about their future and understand things about where they need to be going and what they need to be doing, I encourage you, Speak on the Holy Spirit. If you want to preach on issues and things that can span throughout generations, somebody, preach on the Holy Spirit. Because I just want to warn you that if you want to be relevant, you need to be teaching on the Holy Spirit. Because as soon as you decline speaking about the Holy Spirit and, and preaching and speaking and teaching about his gifts, you are actually losing your relevancy. Hmm. You are. And while the Holy Spirit came to empower us that we've been talking about, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. It came to empower us. He has given us this gift that we started talking about last week, and I'm just going to pick up and run with it this week. He has given us that gift of speaking out in the Spirit for revelation. As we've been discussing these last two weeks, it is when we speak, though scripture says, not in words of man's wisdom, but of the Spirit's wisdom, then the things that he has prepared for us shall be revealed and now this generation of the church when I say this generation I'm not talking about millennials or a specific generation I'm talking about if you are alive today in the church you are this generation in the church now this generation of the church in America has all of the information at their fingertips they have all of the information that they could ever need or want but guess what they have no power behind the information they can google anything all they all we have to do today is just speak the name of Siri not Jesus and all of a sudden we have an answer and information on before us all of a sudden now more than ever we can stream the best pastors we can stream the best movements we can we can get we can get online today this morning and we can watch we can be in Hillsong Australia we can we can tune in in just a moment and we can be live uh, with Bethel out in California we can be around the world we had all the information at the tip of our fingers but all of a sudden it's like we have no revelation and now guess what now i've been looking at the statistics and they're somewhat they're somewhat humorous because the millions that thought the idea i know this is nobody watching today but the millions of people that got online at the beginning of this pandemic, and thought that it was awesome that you could just roll out of bed and not even brush your teeth and have your PJs on while you're drinking your orange juice, eating your croissant in the middle of your living room. You not have to see anybody. You didn't have to get church ready. You just roll out of your bed and you thought it was a luxury. And now, and you could you could watch your f- most favorite person in the world, wherever that fa- wherever your favorite pastor was, in just a moment. Now. All those people that thought it was a luxury, they are leaving online, and now they're finding it somewhat difficult to even make room while they're even in their own home. And now churches are reporting that about thirty—they've they they have seen a thirty percent decrease in views since their first online service at the beginning of this pandemic. A, an international speaker, one that is known for his online ministry, Craig Groeschel of one of the uh, the nation's largest church. In this nation, guess what? He has said since the beginning of the pandemic, every week he has lost fifteen percent of his viewers. Every single week. And if I was, and if I was in an argument, or I was on, uh, if I was on the witness stand, this is a great piece of evidence that supports. Guess what? That, that now the uh, so many people were saying that the church is going to online now forever. This is a great piece of evidence that supports that online. Only is not the fix to church. Can somebody say Amen today? It is great evidence that guess what? There are genera that we are in a generation that is looking for something that cannot be downloaded. We are in a generation of people. They have information. They are downloading. They are zooming. They are tweeting. They are online. They are FaceTiming around the clock. And guess what? They are looking for something that they cannot download. They are looking for something that cannot be purchased. They are looking for something real. They are tired of the fluff and they are looking for truth. They are tired of streaming information while they are missing revelation. Hmm. Now we are in this generation where they thought online is going to fix it. And now they're looking and saying, now they're even leaving online. What's up? Now they have so much information, but they have no revelation. And people today, they are looking for an experience with the Holy Spirit. They don't even know what they're looking for, but they are looking for something with some power. They are looking for something with some grit. They are looking for some revelation in their life. And you may be watching today and you may be an addict. You may be addicted to something. I want to speak to you personally today. You have tried to fill those three spots in your soul. There is one for the the father there is one for the son and there is one for the Holy Spirit and you've tried to fill every one of those spots with something you tried drinking it you tried snorting it you tried her and her and her you tried him and him you may have even swung both both ways at one point in, in, in your life but I want to tell you today that spot that you are trying to feel right now you've been chasing the spirit and nothing will be able to fill that spot like our God and the Holy Spirit can you say amen to that today There is something that this nation is searching for in this moment. There is something that today's church is missing. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. And they're full of information. But now they need revelation. And we wonder, we wonder why young families leave the church. We wonder why youth, when they graduate high school, they don't get acclimated to church. We have spent billions of dollars wondering where the baby boomers went in the church. We have spent millions upon millions of dollars trying to figure out what's up with the millennials in the church. And all of a sudden, we keep looking throughout all these things. I just want to tell somebody, save your money and stop your research. And let me give you the answer. These people are full of information, but they've not had encounters to support the facts that they have been taught. Mmm. If I've been taught about miracles but I've never been in a house of God that has experienced a miracle somebody helped me preach today why would I even believe it after I've been in the house 20 years but have never seen anything like it I feel like I'm stepping on somebody's toes today all of a sudden why if I had heard about God is the great Jehovah Raphael's a healer if I've heard about he's the great provider and all of these things but I've never experienced in the house of God why would I even believe it if I have heard about the, about the last days of the outpouring of the Spirit but, but the Spirit can't even move during worship in my church why would I believe it and all of a sudden I start to doubt and walk away from the truth this generation of the church needs the Holy Spirit they need the Holy Spirit but I can't understand it it's a mystery it's too mystical I don't get it. What what is it? It just doesn't seem natural. It's not. It just seems a little too out there. Listen, in some translations, these secrets of God that I've been talking about, they're called mysteries. And when you see the word mystery in the New Testament, it is from the Greek word mysterion. Mysterion. Musterion some theologians have strongly disagreed with this translation of mysterion to mystery because they say that it is not correct and they say that because they feel that whenever you translate mysterion to mystery that it is somewhat misleading to the reader or to the person who is hearing the word to believe that God is a mystery and cannot be figured out and all of a sudden it leads people to believe that he's just this big mystery and he can't be figured out. And if I can't figure him out, why would I want to follow him? But mysterion does not mean mystery. Get this today. Mysterion does not mean mystery but it means a sacred secret. Hmm. Something that is kept by God outside of the range of human knowledge, of human understanding, unless assisted by a supernatural intervention. In in other words God has secrets that he is willing to share with you but if you want the secrets guess what you've got to tap into the Holy Spirit in order to receive the revelation that he has for you have you noticed in the Bible that when God is revealing mysterion when God is revealing secrets when Jesus is revealing mysterion when Jesus is revealing secrets guess what he he does not go and he does not release these Mysterion, these, these sacred secrets to the masses. He didn't stand on the mountaintop and release these secrets. No, no, but whenever he releases these things, it wasn't to the masses, but it was to those who were so closely following after him. Look at this to prove it. Jesus came for the world he came for the entire world Uh, at at, at the cross it's all level, when he hung on the cross, when God sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for your sins and they nailed his hands to the feet and and his hands and his feet to the cross and he shed blood for you and, and they whipped him and the blood went down his brow and on his back and by his stripes you can be healed when all of that was occurring it was for everyone, at the foot at the cross it is for everyone Jesus came for the world but then guess what? He fed the 5,000 and then he sent the 70 and then he called the 12 and then he took three up to the mountaintop with him. But guess what? There was only one that got close enough to Jesus to lay their head up on his shoulder and just have a moment with the the king of kings. All of a sudden there was just one. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad to be part of the world that Jesus Christ came from. Is that you today? Say amen. I'm so glad that I've been part of the Five thousand that he's provided for. I am so rejoicing today that I'm part of the seventy that he has sent out to minister to the world. I'm part. I'm so glad I'm part of the twelve that I'm a disciple of Christ. I'm so part that he. I'm so glad that he has brought me up on mountaintops sometimes. But you know what I'm most excited about? I am so excited about when all hell is breaking loose in my life. I've got access to the one thing that can empower me. I've got access why? Because the word said that when he was on the cross. The word said that he hung his head and said, It is finished. And he did what? He gave up the ghost. And in that moment, he ripped what? He ripped a barrier. And what did he do? It released Mysterion. It allowed people to step into the Mysterion. It allowed people to step into his presence that had never been there before. And guess what? I'm so glad he came for the world. But I'm so glad today I can get in his presence when I'm all by myself. Can somebody say amen today? I'm so glad for it. I'm so glad for it today. Mysterion, the mysteries, the sacred secrets of the kingdom. But I don't get it. Let's talk about it. Let me break it down for you. I've shared this with some of my people before, and I want to share it with you today. How do I get there? What do I do? How do I become one that can understand the mysterion, God's secrets? How do I get to that place? The gift of speaking in the Spirit or the gift of tongues is one of the greatest ways that the Holy Spirit is revealing secrets to mankind today. And just as a side note, let me tell you something. Whenever it gets out on the internet, that I'm speaking on the Holy Spirit, our views go way up. When it gets out that I'm talking about speaking in tongues, everybody wants to see what I'm about to say. Isn't it amazing? If you're a pastor today and you want your views to go up, just start preaching about speaking in tongues and everybody will watch you. They wanna know how crazy are you really? Isn't that that funny? And it's like this musterion. How could I be that person? When the gifts of tongues is one of the greatest ways that the Holy Spirit is revealing secrets to mankind even today. Get this in your notes. There are two different types of tongues in the Bible. There is a diverse tongue and an unknown tongue. It is so important that you understand the difference between these two. And let me just take a few moments to to break these apart for you before, before we leave today. Diverse tongue. Acts chapter 2 that we read, they were in that upper room and there came a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And the Holy Spirit filled that place. And there were a group of diverse people up up in the upper room. And on the streets, there were diverse people there of all different ethnicities and languages. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit fills that upper room. And the people that were in that upper room began to speak in a diverse tongue. They began to speak not in a language that they had learned, not in their native tongue, but as as the Spirit was giving them the utterance, as the Word says. The Spirit began to to begin to give them the utterance and they begin to speak through the spirit. The crazy thing about this is, the mysterion about this is, is that, that the people in the streets could hear languages that they were understanding. And they were amazed. How could that be that those people are speaking a language? This is this is this is a mysterion. It's so it's so crazy. And this moment became so special because this is an example of divers tongue. The speakers did not know what. what what they were even saying, but the Holy Spirit used these willing vessels that were seeking him and close to him to speak to the multitudes in their native language. They were unbelievers that were intercepting these words. And this moment revealed to the people that God was among them. I love this story and I've shared it with many of you and I will share it every time that I preach about speaking in tongues. So just get ready for it every time I speak about it. I was at a gathering. There were hundreds of people there. I'd say five to 600 people. It was Christians United for Israel. It was a gathering of Christians that had been praying for Israel. This was eight or so years ago. And there was a native Arabic speaker there. He was not filled with the Spirit. But he was there in support for this event. There were people uh, they were, I was outside the land. There were people from all over the state, some from Florida and Tennessee, and all these leaders. There were Jewish people there. It was just a beautiful it was, it was, it was just a beautiful uh, uh, a congregation. It was a beautiful ceremony. This native Arabic speaker was there, would not fill with the spirit. All of a sudden something happened. This middle-aged woman from Georgia, she was country bumpkin, country. You could tell by the way she was speaking. Her tongue had a draw to it, okay? That's how country she was. You talk about country, I believe she can skin a buck and run a trot line because that country girl can't survive. I mean, she was country, and she starts to speak out loud in this in this diver's tongue all of a sudden the Arabic man all of a sudden he looks over to a leader and as she is talking he's not filled with the spirit y'all. He starts he starts saying every word that she is saying in his native language in English. He is translating word from word and after she finished he even looked over and said that woman just spoke in perfect Arabic language. It was in perfect context. The nouns and the verbs they all agreed with each other she stopped and she paused and the right moment it was perfect Arabic language, and all of a sudden, he even said, "Guess what? I'm not filled with the Spirit, but I believe now because that word that that lady just spoke was dealing with the with, with my current life and the decision that I'm about to make. And it was a revelation from heaven. It was an it was a diver's tongue. And in that moment, that revelation had been given by the Spirit through this middle aged country Georgia woman, revealed a secret that this Arabic gentleman had been longing for. It was diver's tongue. Isn't that amazing? That just makes me want to shout today all by myself. Diver's tongue. And then there's the unknown tongue. Then is this unknown tongue. Guess what? I love this about it because guess what? It was not meant to be understood by another human being. It was not meant for that. When speaking in an unknown tongue, you are not speaking through God for others, but you are speaking to God for yourself. How many of you know that sometimes you've got to stop worrying about everybody else and sometimes you've got to pray your own self through. Amen? All of a sudden, this is what this is for. And people are like, I don't understand it. Why would he give us something that nobody else can benefit from? If I can't understand it and my neighbor can't understand it, why would would we need this? See, this is where you get a lot of people talking about their prayer language. Why would he give us a gift that I can't understand, my neighbor can't understand, I don't understand. This is mysterion. See, because God is giving those who follow him closely. He, he is giving them an ability to communicate with him that the enemy cannot interpret. He is giving people a way that your neighbor cannot pick up on what on what you're going through. Can you just praise God? I'm so thankful I have a way to communicate. See, whenever you're out there gossiping about what's going on, the devil can hear and he picks up on those things. But whenever you're praying in the spirit, guess what? The devil is of like, this is a mysterion. This is creepy. I can't even understand this and it is an unknown tongue. Praise God. Get this in your notes today. You can help me out. I'm closing. Four functions of praying in tongues. Four functions of the tongue today of speaking in the spirit. Number one, speaking in the spirit can be edifying. It can be edifying. Jude 1 says, Build yourself up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Build yourself up praying in the Spirit. Some people, when they read pray in the Spirit, they say, What if that means just being enthusiastic? You're spirited, you're praying loud, and maybe you're dancing, you're cutting a rug or something. No, 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 no. Paul goes on and says, in uh, 1 Corinthians 14, Paul says, To pray in the Spirit and pray with understanding. He said, you need to pray both ways. Pray in the spirit and pray with understanding. Praying in the spirit means praying in that in, in, in that language that only the Spirit is. When you pray in tongues, the Word says it edifies you. It builds you up. Do you want to know why there are so many Christians in the church today that are constantly having to be held up? It's like like, like they can't face anything. As soon as something comes into their path, they've got to have somebody picking them up. They come to church and they need their pastor to give them a Spirit-filled message because they've not been in the Spirit all week. They need somebody to give them a word because they've not been in the Word all week. And It's like all of a sudden we have generations of Christians that cannot fight spiritual battles. Do you want to know what it is? It is because they have not found the mysterion or the secrets of building themselves up by praying in the Spirit. Build yourself up. Strengthen yourself. Strengthen yourself. Praying in tongues can be edifying, number two. It can be edifying and it can be glorifying. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, I will sing in the Spirit. I will sing in the Spirit and I will sing with understanding. I will sing in the Spirit and I will sing with understanding. So if you're ever out somewhere, you're singing somewhere and you forget the lyrics, just tell somebody you're singing in the Spirit. They won't even know it. It says, sing in the Spirit. Whenever you sing and you worship, what do you, What are you doing? You are glorifying God. Whenever you are speaking and singing and operating in the Spirit, it is glorifying to the Lord. Three, not only is it edifying, glorifying, but it's three, it's clarifying. Romans 8, 26 says, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, The Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot even express. Another language. His thoughts are above your thoughts. There are some things that you will never get clarity about because His thoughts are so far above your thoughts. But whenever you start getting in the Spirit, get this, He brings His thoughts down to your level and He clarifies things. And you can see things in a way that you have never seen them before. Tongues can be clarifying. And number four, tongues can be edifying, glorifying, clarifying. And number four, declassifying. Classified. What does it mean to be classified declassified? See, if it's declassified, it means that it was a top secret. Hmm. It was a mysterion. Until someone made the decision that was what that whatever was in that file need to be revealed to the masses. There was something inside of that file that need to be declassified. It need to be revealed. It was a mysterion because it was there. But now someone has decided that whatever that information in that, in that pack is, no longer did it need to be just information, but it needed to be a revelation for the masses. And somebody else could use what whatever was inside of that file. See, because we've been talking about how he's a declassifier. Because we said that I cannot see it, ear has not heard of it. it, has not even entered into the heart of man yet. The things that God has prepared for them. But all of a sudden, whenever you get start praying in the spirit, he starts declassifying those things. He starts showing you what he has. He starts showing you his goodness in another level. He starts giving you power that you never thought you would be able to possess. It's declassifying. Man, help me out today. Edifying, glorifying, clarifying, declassifying. God is ready for someone to get into his presence. God is longing for a church, not just to get back into church, but he's longing for a church not just to step into his presence, but he's longing for a church to dwell in his glory. He's longing for a church to start seeking in ways that you never have before the word says seek and knock and he says i will open up something i will reveal something to you but but, but before you get there you've really got to get in the spirit like never before get into the secret place get into the place where nobody's watching you pray in words that nobody can understand except up you and God. Get into places where he is revealing. Remember, uh, whenever he starts releasing Mysterion, it's not to the masses. It's always to those who are closest to him. And I don't know about you. I just want to be close to him. Let's sing this out today. Let's sing this out today. Here comes the glory of the Lord. Yes, Lord. We want your glory today. Here comes the glory of the Lord, sweeping in the room. Oh, here comes the glory of the Lord. Here comes the glory. The accepting the secrets of the kingdom. God, we want your glory. God, we want your glory to sweep through this place. God, but I believe you are revealing something to your people today. That new levels of glory require new levels of dedication. God is no respecter of persons. He loves everybody. I said it earlier, it's flat at the foot of the cross. I don't care what color skin you have. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care if you're the richest person on your block. I don't care if you don't have a dollar to your name. I don't care if you have the newest Jordans. I don't care if you have no shoes on your feet at all. Guess what? He is no respecter of persons but he is a respecter of pursuit. He he is a respecter of those who are seeking after him because those who seek after him, they will receive the mysterion. They will receive the secrets of the kingdom. They will receive sacred information that the average person cannot intercept. Get that in your spirit. I want to be so close to God that he can whisper secrets into me. I want to be so close to God that he can release secrets into my life. That will alter my ministry, that will change my family forever, that will benefit the entire church in the body of Christ. I want to be a person that God feels comfortable with, that he can pull me up to his side and say, listen here, son, I've got something that your eye has not seen, but I'm about to reveal it to you because you've been seeking after me. I've got something that your ear has not even heard of, but because of your faith and because you're in the spirit, now you're going to be able to hear it I've got something that your heart is not even entered into yet but I've got something I'm about to birth inside of you but it requires you being so full of the spirit in this day I want to pray for you right there today God, I pray for every person who is watching. I pray for every person that is listening today. God, I pray that right now, God, you just begin to speak to your people like never before. God, I pray, God, that right now, Lord, people who are watching and listening online or on podcasts, they may be in their home or in their car. God, I am praying an outbreak of the Spirit into their life. God, I pray, God, that right now, God, I pray, Lord, that they start seeking you and finding you in ways that they never thought were possible. God, I pray, God, that you put utterances of the spirit inside of the lips of men and women in this church, God. God, I pray, God, that when they come back into this place, that they have received a download from heaven. That they have received Mysterion from heaven. God, and I pray, God, that when we come back into this place, that your spirit just begins to sweep through this place, God. God, I pray, God, that your spirit sweeps through this place because your people have been running after you. Your people have been searching after you. Your people have been praying in the Your people have been praying in known tongue. Your people have been praying in unknown tongue. God, I pray, God, that right now, God, I believe that right now you are stirring up something in heaven. And it's got Legacies Church name on it. God, and I want to be one of those people who receive it today. I pray, if you're watching today, You say, you know what? I need Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and my Savior. There's an icon that's coming up. You can click on that link. And I will call you personally. I will pick up the phone and I will call you because I believe that there's power in prayer and I believe that you need Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. I'm not having an altar worker do it. I'm not having a staff member. I'm calling you personally and we're going to pray and we're going to walk this thing out together. Do you hear me today? If you need Jesus Christ, I encourage you, you you click that link right now. I thank you. God, you're good to us. God, put a hedge of protection around your people today. Sickness, leave the body of Christ today. Sickness, you have no place in the body of Christ today. By his stripes, we are healed today. I'm speaking to somebody's healing today. You've been watching and you've been in pain today, but I'm praying and I'm speaking healing over your body today. God is able. God, and I pray that as we gather together, God, you just put protection around us put protection around us. God, let the staff and the volunteers of this church focus on safety so the people sitting in the pews can focus on you. I declare it today. I thank you, God. Amen and amen. Thanks for being with us today. I can't wait to see you next week. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Remember, get online on the 25th tomorrow. Reserve your seats. We'll see you next week. God bless. Have a great week.